Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is Jeff and Brady with the All Out Blitz podcast, and we are here today to talk a little review of week, week four oh. in the NFL. But before we do that, it's I got to wish birthday. my main man Brady a very happy birthday today. Yeah, he's officially a teenager. Yeah, God help me. <laughs> No, happy birthday, my man. Thank you. Um, didn't start off last night like we wanted it to, but we'll talk yeah. about the Monday night football game last as we walk through. Monday night football games. <laughs> Gosh, yes. Let's start with a little news before we get into the games. Yes. Okay? First of all, Pittsburgh Titans game, like we talked about Thursday, uh, pretty much just canceled. Uh, they've completely rescheduled it to week seven. Yep. And then, what was it, Saturday morning? Uh, Cam Newton tested positive for COVID. Yep. So the game between the Patriots and the Chiefs put in jeopardy. Um, supposed to be Sunday at four and ended up just eventually being rescheduled to last night. So it was a double header yeah. essentially for Monday night football, which was interesting. Um, no positive tests outside of Cam and a practice squad QB and the Chiefs. So they played last night. And we're still waiting. To, me and you are still waiting to hear on the news of AJ Terrell. Yeah, I haven't heard anything since uh, you know his his initial positive test. So I guess sure like is what it was. Or something like that. So he's missed the last two games. Um, no idea where he's at. If he's on his way back, is he doing okay? I mean, nothing. It's just mum is the word with AJ Terrell. Um, bigger news though is the Texans have officially fired uh, yesterday Bill O'Brien, GM and head coach. Bill O'Brien, a.k.a. the butt chin chin. Also last week calling all the plays and taking the Houston Texans to 0-4. Yep. So oldest coach in the NFL right now, interim head coach Romeo Cornell takes over. Of course, he was a head coach at a couple of different spots over the years. Uh, been in the NFL for a very long time. He is the interim head coach. We will see what happens if Deshaun Watson and team can start sparking some wins here. I know J.J. Watt's not too happy um, with how the season's gone so far. I'm which, he hasn't asked for a release yet. Nah, he's not going to ask for a release. Might. He loves Houston. It's not going to happen. Might. Um, just because they lose, man, people aren't just going to start asking for releases. That's not how it oh, works. That's not how, unless you're week five. unless you're OBJ. That's not how it works. Falcons week five, zero and five. Whatever. Everyone's asking for release. No, they're not. Anyway, um, so yeah, Bill O'Brien gone. Yeah, I fully expect now the Texans to start winning football games. <laughs> it's yeah. pretty much how I well, think that's going to uh, go. The Vikings also got the first win. Vikings got their first win. No longer are they not going to be owned for. They are now one in three. Exactly. So let's start with the. Uh, the Turlip Bowl game, which was Thursday night, uh, the Broncos taking on the Jets. It seems like years ago already, and it was only a few days ago. Uh, but it was Sam Darnold coming in to take on the Denver Broncos and Brett Rippon. You were excited about that. I don't know why. Well, because I used to watch his uncle, Mark, play, Mark Rippon, and uh, I used to enjoy watching him play football. So it was just kind of cool to see. I wasn't sure if Brett was his kid or what it was, but then, of course, on the, of course on the announcement, you know, of the uh, say of the uh, commentators saying that Mark was his uncle, so that's pretty cool though. Um, did not have a good game. <laughs> Either did the Jets. So um, let's talk about that great run by Sam Darnold. 
Yeah, I don't know how that how that happened. It was a first quarter. Um, Sam Darnold almost takes a sack for about a loss of seven. Uh, somehow escapes and then like just a- takes off and then gets gets kind of pulled down a little bit by I don't know if I think it was a linebacker. Um, then kind of acted like he was going to slide and then didn't. <laughs> and so and like then he, kept going for like a 47-yard touchdown. 47-yard touchdown run. And then, of course, it was what? Maybe the next drive he got pile-drived onto his shoulder yep. and then went into the locker room, tried to go into the tent. There was already somebody in there, so they had to take him to the locker room, did test. Luckily, everybody thought maybe he broke his collarbone because it was a nasty toss that he took on his shoulder it there. Was. Uh, Joe Flacco comes in. He's finally back. Backup QB. And he's finally back. So he came in, I think, through two times, uh, through two for two. Uh, here comes Darnold trotting out of the out of the locker room. He's like, I'm ready, go. To, I'm ready to go. So we'll see. They said there's still a possibility he may not play this weekend just because of soreness and just other injuries around the area of his shoulder there. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but Brett Rippon didn't have a good day. He went 19 for 31, um, 242 yards, but uh, through two touchdowns, but three picks. So that was the killer. But the Broncos still beat the Jets 37-28. High-scoring game uh, in the Turlip Bowl. And it, just, it was not fun to watch at all because nah. it was just bad football uh, on both sides. It was just, uh, you know, outside of Darnold's run, there was nothing exciting The only exciting people that, that were excited for that game were Broncos and Jets fans. Jets fans are never which, excited which, about games. <laughs> which it gets, a, I, I guess it was just Broncos fans that time. Cause Broncos, I think, were just excited that they won. Jets fans are zero right now. There are no oh, Jets the, fans. No, there's, there's plenty. There's like, plenty. Yeah, like two, but they have bags over their heads. Uh, they're, they're, well, <laughs> Falcons are also 0-4, so just saying. There were some people excited on that thing last night. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I'm not sure about those little recordings there, or the little... Uh, fan videos that they started out with draft night and now they have them during the games first of falcons all there's fans were there's something. no way falcons fans are that happy during a football game they're unless down, they're like, unless down, they're like, drunk and they're like 10 <laughs> points or something like that they're so like woo yeah i don't i don't understand that at like, all what are y'all doing i'm not happy so broncos get a win phenomenal um i did hear jets uh Le'Veon bell i think is gonna be coming back this week coming off of ir back we'll see if he actually comes fully back but he should be coming back in um, next game here. So we'll see what happens. Darnold uh, went 23 for 42, 230 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, couldn't, put, couldn't put it together, though. So let's start talking Sunday games. Let's go with let's do it. Uh, Arizona Cardinals, Carolina Panthers. Carolina Panthers win this one, surprisingly, 31 to 21. Yes. Pretty big surprise. I did not expect that at all. Kyler Murray, I mean, threw three touchdowns. And you think, hmm, it's pretty good. Only threw for 133 yards. However, it was also the team's leading rusher. Ooh. You don't want that. No. You don't want that at all. No. So, I mean, he didn't throw for a whole lot, right? Nope. But then he ran for 78 yards. Wow. You know, which is more than Kenyon Drake. Actually, more than double. Drake only ran for 35. Oof. So, That's not very good. Very good. Um, you, always want your run, you always want your running back to have the most rushing yards on your team. Yeah, when you have the quarterback running that much, he's running for his life. Uh, Teddy B had a pretty good game. 
for the Panthers. Apparently. He he ran for a touchdown, also ran for 32 yards, and uh, his passing game threw for 276, two touchdowns, one pick, but enough to overcome the Cardinals. That was surprising. I definitely thought Cardinals were going to take this. Yeah. So they're finding a way to win without McCaffrey. Hopefully McCaffrey should just be a couple of more weeks until he's back, maybe three, four weeks. Yeah, it was I think like week two or something like that. When it's like four to six weeks or something. Yeah, and I think there's a bye week in there for them too, which is good. So uh, Carolina Panthers get a huge win over the Cardinals. Um, game two. Game two, Jacksonville Jaguars at the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Burrow gets his first win over the Jags, 33-25. They are now 1-2-1. One, 1-2-1. Two, and one. One, two, one. Exactly. <laughs> Burrow had a heck of a game, man. He threw for 300 yards, touchdown, a pick, uh, almost 70% completion, though. He had a great football game. He, he's, he's still showing why he was the number one pick. Very comfortable. He does, he does all of his games. Yeah, he's, he, I think he's done an amazing job so far as a rookie coming into the Bengals like this. Minshew threw the ball 40 times, 350 yards, two touchdowns, one pick. A it's decent game for Minshew, too. That's yeah, not bad. So this was actually a pretty decent game. Good job, QBs. Um, rushing, however, um, James Robinson from the Jags, of course, in there. And... Uh, Running pretty well. Ran for 75 yards. Joe Mixon, of course, you know, 151 yards, two touchdowns. Again, kind of took control of this game with him on the ground and, and out of the backfield. Uh, T. Higgins, rookie wide receiver, starting to make his uh, presence felt on the field, uh, getting the ball tossed to him, uh, getting it out of the backfield. Look for him to kind of swing upward. Yep. You know, over the next couple of weeks with Joe Burrow and T. Higgins getting comfortable there. So super excited about Joe. I know he tweeted right after the game that winning is fun. So hopefully. We don't know what that's like. Oh, <laughs> no. Hopefully the Bengals uh, take that, you know, into the following weeks. They've been playing pretty decent football. You know, they just they couldn't squeak out a win here and there. Um, offensive line is still atrocious, but Burrow still finding ways to get other people the ball and get this thing done. So. Congrats to Big Joe getting his first win here in the NFL. Yep. Next game was a humdinger. <sighs> Cleveland Browns shellack the Dallas Cowboys 49-38. to We love it. Um, they don't seem too nervous down there in Dallas with new head coach Mike McCarthy for some reason. You have all those weapons on the offense, and you think, well, Dak... You know, puts up 38 points. They only have one. And, and just think about this. They're one in three right now. The only reason they won is because the Falcons can't understand can't what football kicks. is at this point in time. And they can't just jump on an onside kick. That's the only reason they have one win. They should technically be 0-4. Yeah. Uh, Apparently Falcons but my this preseason. Goodness, man. The Cleveland Browns threw up 49 points. And that is with my boy Nick Chubb ending up on IR after this game because he went out very early. Kareem Hunt came in, took over. Um, I mean, Odell ran for 70-some yards and a touchdown. Kareem Hunt ran for 71 yards, two touchdowns. To Ernest Johnson, this other guy that comes in because they have this two-headed monster backfield there in Cleveland now, ran for 95 yards. Jarvis Landry throwing a touchdown pass to Odell. Exactly. Jarvis Landry said he was sore after that. <laughs> That's 
what a wide receiver gets for throwing the football. LSU to LSU. Um, but it was it was pretty interesting. So uh, the thing the thing that is still still getting me here, and, and Cowboys fans, hopefully you understand what you have here. You're not going to hear me talk too much because I'm I'm not a Dallas fan, and I will not even. I, I will I will rarely pick them to win because that is how much I dislike Jerry Jones. Yeah. Flat out. Until he is not the owner of the Dallas Cowboys anymore, and that doesn't mean his son Steven becomes owner. I think the Jones family needs to find a way out. I don't think the Dallas Cowboys will make it to another Super Bowl, let alone win one, because they hold them back. What are the Browns? Are they like one and like three and one or They're something? Three and one. At the Browns. They're they're rolling. At the Browns um, a few years ago. Dak Prescott, though, I, I I cannot understand why this dude is not paid yet. I don't know. Every single week since he's got the starting since he got the starting job with the Cowboys, he's been playing amazing football. Do you want to you want to know? What he, did you see his stat line for this game? No. He threw the ball fifty eight times. That's too much. Yeah. They're playing from behind, of course, so that makes sense. But he went forty one for fifty eight, seventy one percent completion. He threw for over 500 yards and four touchdowns. You should not lose a football game when your quarterback throws for over 500 yards and four touchdowns. No. This dude is putting and has been putting this entire squad on his back for the last couple of years. Yeah. There is no, I mean, the defense looks as lost as the Falcons' defense. It is just absolutely horrific, and when you look at that defense on paper, you, you can only imagine, I mean, you can only think that they're going to do great things because of the speed, because of how young they are, um, the the upward trend that they were showing over the last couple of years, and this year, I'm not even sure what's happening with them. But Dak Prescott should be number one priority, and you should pay him immediately. You're saying he should be the highest player on the Cowboys? Yes, without the shadow of a doubt. There's not even close. No. Because I think you can put somebody like Tony Pollard in there to run the ball. When you have your quarterback thrown for 500 yards, your running back doesn't need to do much other than block for him. Yeah. You don't need Zeke. And Cowboys fans may get upset about that, but you really don't. Nope. So, I just, I, I don't understand why they did not pay this man yet. I mean, he has been the prototypical face of your franchise like you, like, like any team wants. And he has yet to break off that big paycheck. But we're not here to talk about Jerry Jones' lack of taking care of his players. He is the guy of the Dallas franchise. He is. And he should be for the long term. And they have, they, they've just been screwing him around for the last two years. Yep. Let's move on to the next game. Um, I can't even believe this. It's ridiculous. But the Saints and the Lions, the Saints win this 35-29. And the Lions started this game 14 nothing. Yeah, no. Drew Brees pick. Um, Drew Brees didn't have a bad game outside of that interception. He had a pretty good, pretty good game actually. Threw for two, almost two hundred fifty yards, two touchdowns, one interception, nineteen for twenty five. See this, pretty good. This game here, um, I would say, Drew Brees was saying, "I'm not letting my age get to me." This game improved it a little bit. Uh, yeah, because he was chucking the ball downfield too. Yeah, I yeah. think he had. I think he had almost a handful of plays that were twenty-five plus yards passes. Yeah. So I, I think he 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 did really well there. Um, Matt Stafford also threw for over two hundred, 
three touchdowns, one pick. Not Matt a bad Stafford's game himself. He is my guy. I like him, and uh, they just they couldn't put it. They couldn't finish. And honestly, I think this is a similar situation like the Falcons. I, I think Matt Patricia, the head coach, needs to go. I don't think he's the right guy for this. He's had losing seasons ever since he's been there. Just because he came from the Patriots doesn't mean it's going to equate to wins. We're seeing that now. Yeah. Bill O'Brien also came from the Patriots. Matt Patricia came from the Patriots, and they should both be without jobs right now unless they want a coordinator spot again. They yeah. should not be head coaches. So should our entire coaching staff. So we're going to talk about the Falcons later. <laughs> we don't need to bring them up every game. But – this game here completely surprised me. Detroit came out swinging, went up 14 nothing, and then apparently took a nap. <laughs> yeah. But the Saints, uh, Saints grab a win here. So I believe they are 2-2 two and two, um, heading in here with the NFC South battle with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So good game for New Orleans there, picking up a win over the Detroit Lions. Now, the Minnesota Vikings took on the Texans, and they beat the Texans 31-23. Uno and three, and the Texans are trash. Uh, this ultimately led to Bill O'Brien's demise. This was a horrible, horrible football game uh, from the Texans' perspective due to the play calling. Everybody thought O'Brien would maybe get another week or two to call plays. Um, yeah. After this, no, Texans they, were just like, get him out. They they got the owner got rid of him there. But Kirk they just Cousins said leave. <laughs> Kirk Cousins gets his first win. Uh Justin Jefferson, of course, being uh becoming a bigger weapon within this offense. So uh stud wide receiver there, rookie, uh, coming in here and catching a lot of footballs. Yeah. So I good good win for the Vikings. Honestly, I mean the Texans uh, one of those teams where nobody expected to have zero wins in the first quarter of this football year. I thought they'd be at least like three and one. I, I thought they were going to come in here. I mean, I didn't think the you like know, at least two and two. missing D-hop was going to be that much. And I honestly still don't even think that that's what's causing them to lose football games. I think it was purely coaching and play calling. See, if they get a new coach and he's a good if he's a good coach and they still keep losing football games, it's on D-hop. Yeah, we'll see, though. I don't know. I mean, you can't nothing you can do about it now. Um, you have the weapons. You have, yeah, you Cardinals have, aren't giving them up. No, you have Cooks. You have Fuller. You have David Johnson back there. Um, which he looked great week one when we watched him. Um, not sure what's going on there. Hopefully we'll see if uh, getting rid of O'Brien starts taking care of things because I think that's been their issue the last couple of years. Maybe. Um, let's move on to the undefeated Seahawks taking on the Miami Dolphins. This was a tight game for a while, but ultimately the Seahawks came out on top 31-23. beat the Dolphins, Hawks, Sam, only be one sea animal. I don't even know what you're saying. C. C. Yeah. C. Yeah. C C? S E A. C Senor. C Hawks. Okay. Russell Wilson, another awesome game. Threw a pick six in this game, though. Very surprising for Russell Wilson. But he also then comes back, throws for 360 yards, adds two touchdowns. All right. We'll give you that one. <laughs> not a not a bad day yeah. at the office. Um, a lot of people on the Dolphin side really calling for Tua to come in here and start playing football. Fitz, big beard man, threw for 315, two picks, no touchdowns. Um, definitely not his best game. And that's, that's Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's been his career is he has some good games, but then when he has bad games, it's bad. It's bad. Um, Seahawks staying undefeated here, though. Yeah. So Chris Carson had a big game. Uh, Tyler Lockett had a decent game. Every Dolphins fan should just start a thing on Twitter that just start to a. 
They are. And B-Flow said, nobody's forcing me into getting this kid out there on the field because he needs time. Every Dolphins fan is. Well, they are, but he's the head coach. Dolphins fans don't dictate who gets on the field. If that was the case, Falcons fans opened up their mouth years ago, and we'd have new coaches and different players. Yeah. Um, here's an interesting thing to think about. Ryan Fitzpatrick is like, he's the old man, right? Led the team in rushing with yeah. 47 yards and a touchdown. That should not happen. Um, when you take a look at, for example, Chris Carson, right? 80 yards, two touchdowns. He, he has full control over that running backfield up there in uh, Seattle. Yeah. Um, Dolphins not looking so hot right now. Yeah. Now one and three. They will probably get a high pick again. <laughs> well, first. Yeah. So um, I think, uh, what was it? Russ had nine different receivers. He hit nine different receivers in the passing what game. What was that? Nine different receivers. I was trying to think through it. Nine different receivers throughout this football game. That's ridiculous. Um, David Moore, your buddy David Moore was the leading receiver in this game with 57. Or, uh, that was a Seahawks fan. He was my least favorite dude. What did he have? He had 95 yards and a touchdown. I was a Seahawks fan. He was my least favorite dude. He could not catch worth crap. I mean, that was just ridiculous. So yeah, He was horrible. Apparently this year he's just like completely off behind me. I'm starting to get a good year. And well, you know. Get better every year, hopefully. Every player, every player in their career, besides their rookie, have one good year. Not all. <laughs> yeah. You go game by game. But the Seahawks, on the other hand, in full control of the NFC West right now. Yeah, they're doing great. Doesn't look like anybody's going to be able to stop them. Looking like a playoff team like um, they do most years. Speaking of NFC West, before we jump into the next game, uh, I also saw today that the Niners are starting to get healthy at wide receivers, so they are releasing Muhammad Sanu. Wow. So they brought him in, you know, just for time. just for veteran presence through this crazy time where, like, every wide receiver they had was hurt on IR or whatever. Now they're all starting to come back. They're all getting healthy. Can I talk about the bad news? Bad news, Ziggy Ansah. Ziggy Ansa, Ziggy Ansa comes in. They bring him on after Bosa and Solomon Thomas go down on IR for the year to be a defensive end. First game in, tears his bicep. He's out for the year. Niners, now what do you do? Niners have no luck right now. <laughs> they're, still, they're still winning football games or getting close. We'll talk about that one here in a couple minutes. But let's talk first about uh, the Buccaneers beating the Chargers 38-31. That was sad loss for the Chargers because they were winning. They were winning, and it was a pretty decent football game. You can like, you can tell that by the score. It's um, like 14-7, like the second or something. Yeah, and Justin, Justin Herbert, dude, he's proven to be a legit NFL quarterback. He threw for almost 300 yards, 80% completion, three touchdowns, one pick. Okay, they're gonna he's going to have picks. Um, but he's, he's playing But he's playing really, really good football right now for a rookie. Thank when you. he didn't get any of the starting reps in whatever you want to call the training camp that they had, uh, you know, until the doctor screwed up Tyrod's, you know, punctured his lung with a needle, um, and Herbert had to go in, and he's shown why they took him ultimately. San Taylor's kind of in jeopardy, or his starting career is kind of in jeopardy? Yeah. 
I do. Why not make it Justin Herbert time if he's shown he's got it right now? There's no reason to put Taylor back in. Yeah. Just have him keep. Just have him sit there and teach this kid. That's all you can do. Yeah. Tom Brady, on the other hand, 612 years old, uh, threw Pretty for much. threw for 370 yards, five touchdowns, one pick. Yeah. He had an amazing game. Yeah. He really did. Mike Evans went down with a, with an injury while Godwin was already out due he's to concussion. Um, so now their wide receivers are a little shaky. Yeah. OJ Howard goes on IR, tore his Achilles. So it was a tough, tough, tough game. But Mike Evans ended up finishing this game with 122 yards receiving and a touchdown. That's a guy who got hurt and does that. And gets hurt. <laughs> and gets hurt. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but they put in, a, I mean, Tampa put in a great win right there. Yeah. That's a big win for them just to be able to, to I mean, they were at home too, but. Just to get a win like that, I think, is really, really good for them going forward. I'm pretty sure I said this last week, but, like, for a team to almost beat the Super Bowl champs to now lose to a team that wasn't even in the playoffs, it's kind of like, yeah, has to be kind of doing better. Yeah. Um, other, big week, other big injury news. Uh, Chargers lose starting running back Austin Eckler. To a, ham, to a hamstring injury, um, looking like he's going to be out for about six weeks probably. Yeah. So Two great running backs, Chubb, Eckler. Both, both on my fantasy team. Both so third. Yeah, now i got to make ridiculous trades to try to get running backs in there. <laughs> I'm still good. Because there's nobody left right now. Uh, but hopefully he'll get back here sooner rather than later. I like watching him play too. I'm a big fan of his. I got my team. I got, like, Henry. I got Singletary. I got Moss. I got everyone. Yeah, but Henry didn't get the play because they all have the corona. <laughs> um, so Tampa gets a big win over the Chargers. Let's talk Ravens yeah. Ravens and football team. Not the Ravens football team, but the Ravens taking the on football the Washington football team. Ravens win this one easily, 31-17. Lamar's starting to kind of get into a groove. Uh, he had one good run in that game, from what I saw from replays. Yeah, but remember, he's a quarterback, not a running back. So I'm bad for running back. Yeah, I don't. He, 193 yards, two touchdowns, one pick. That ain't gonna get it done against most team, most teams. When you're a team called the football team and your helmet says zero zero on the side, when he should have at least two fifty three hundred yards if he wants to be considered a quarterback. He is not having a great year. He's not. He's not showing like he's a Heisman. He's not showing like he's an MVP. He's no. He's not showing nothing. Yeah, he's showing more like he was on the cover of Madden, and something's affecting him. So is this tr- is this true where the curse just doesn't affect Pat Mahomes? Real. Yeah, Mahomes. Sorry, Patrick best. Mahomes. His mom would get mad if I called him Pat. She got really mad on Twitter two weeks ago when the commentators kept calling him Pat. She tweeted out that his name She's is Patrick. <laughs> it is Patrick. Uh, no, he's, he's not, I mean, he's, I don't know. He, he doesn't, I don't see the fire in him that, you know, you saw the last two years. Can I actually point out something? Please. I, I pointed this out to you is that last season on Patrick Mahomes jersey, he had Mahomes the second on his jersey. Yeah. Now on his jersey, he just has Mahomes. Yeah. Now he's number one. Yeah. <laughs> I do turn new. Um, Rave, I mean, th- this was, this was a pretty boring game. Um, Went into it thinking the Ravens were going to win this, and they did very, very easily. Dwayne Haskins uh, threw for over 300 yards, no touchdowns, but no picks either, which is great. Um, Seriously, though, the, the curse is real, apparently. 
Yeah, the team, the football team here in Washington is just having a rough, a rough go. The of football it. team, Washington. The football team. Yeah, the football team. Uh, Versus real. No, yeah, just yeah, you know, adding a win for the Ravens. That's just how it goes sometimes. So didn't really expect much from this game, and that's pretty much what we got out of it. That's also not something you expect from like the Ravens after you see like their stack team. Yeah. Their defense, we like me and you were talking like all the time before the season started. They're looking like the number one defense. Chiefs Ravens Super Bowl. It's not looking that way anymore. Yeah, well, um, let's just hope that they're one of those teams who have a slow start and start picking it up after their bye week. We'll see. Yeah, you know, a lot of teams I think are going to use this excuse of not uh, not having a, a training camp and an off season and all that stuff. It just takes some, you know, takes a while. We're a quarter of the way through the season now. Week four is in the books. Some teams got to start you picking it up. Got to get moving right now if you want a shot. Yeah. Um, this next game a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. The Rams and the Giants. The Rams do win, which I expected, but seventeen to nine. That's that's about to say, I remember I remember seeing that game. I said to you, I said that's got to be that's got to be like the lowest scoring game this season. I'm not sure if it is or not, but like, it's just it was. Well, the, I, I mean, it was so close for so much of that game. I don't know any other game in the season so far that hasn't scored over 10 points for one team. It's true. I'm pretty sure. I can't think of any either I'm right now. I'm pretty sure over the season that are like from the first four weeks, I'm pretty sure both teams put up over 10 points. Giants didn't even put up 10 points. They put up nine. Yeah. Um, neither quarterback had a good game. Goff threw for 200 and a touchdown, no pick. Daniel Jones threw for 190 and had a pick, no touchdowns. Uh, Giants can't get a running game going. Nope. You know, it doesn't matter if they have Saquon or not. He couldn't get anything going either. Freeman can't get anything going after they picked him up. The Rams looked really good the first couple of weeks. Um, did not look so good this week. to be. I mean, that, that Giants defense ain't that good. Uh, if they did, they'd have a couple wins by now, and they got zilch. <clears throat> Owen So, um, you know, kind of a snooze fest of a game. This yeah. game was actually moved to the 4 o'clock spot when the Chiefs and Patriots ended up getting, you know, postponed temporarily. Yeah. So they got moved into there. Now we have a couple more Sunday games before we get into Monday. Let's talk Colts, Bears. Colts win this one 19-11. Bears are now 3-1. and uno. Um... Philip Rivers, man, I just I don't even know what to say about this guy. He's he, back. He's a back and forth QB. Yeah, I mean he threw for 190 and a touchdown, no picks, but just not a good game overall. Um, his age, I think, is definitely shown. Yeah. The last couple, se- last two, three seasons. He's um, in the top five for oldest quarterbacks. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, Nick Foles did not have a good game either. <laughs> Threw for 249, had a touchdown They're and a just pick. just can't get a cu- good QB, apparently. No, nah, that's just how it is, you know? I mean, it's um, – I think Foles is fine, honestly. I think the Colts' defense is actually pretty good. Um, keeping them to 11 points, I think, is, is, definitely, is definitely the reason why they won. Phillip Rivers, I think – he'll have this year, maybe another year, and he's going to have to retire. He's going to end up becoming a backup. Yeah. I just I don't think he's not the guy that's going to lead the Colts to playoffs or anything else. He's just he's so he's 
very inconsistent. Yeah. They definitely need some more weapons or something to help him out. Uh, next game is the undefeated Buffalo Bills took on the Las Vegas Raiders. And this is closer than I thought it was going to be, but the Bills do win and stay undefeated. They beat the Raiders 30-23. to Josh Allen is the MVP in my eyes. And it's close between him and Russell. But I think Josh Allen's MVP. Threw for almost 300, two touchdowns. Again, no picks. Um, playing, playing amazing football, though. Being smarter than he ever has been. Being more controlled and precise when he throws the ball more than he ever has been. He's still trucking people, which maybe that's not good. He's going to end up getting himself injured. But he is playing the best football, I think, out of any player this year. Very close to Russ again, but he he just he's improved so he's much. For his way, he's fighting for his way to get to MVP. Yeah, he's he's just he's improved so much uh, since he came in a couple of years ago. Derek Carr threw for over three hundred, two touchdowns, no picks from him either, and they lose. Um, oh no, that's just tough. It is. That was a, that was a pretty good football game. That was it was hard nosed, hard hitting, which is what you expect from the Bills and from the Raiders. Raiders um, one and three now, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Mistaken. Um you know, Gruden will end up getting fined again for his face mask stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um Josh Jacobs couldn't really get I mean he had forty eight yards, no touchdowns, couldn't really get too much going on the Bills defense, which you expect. I mean, that's Bill's defense is really, really good. Um looking at wide receivers, yeah, Darren Waller, their stud tight end, the Raiders leading that uh leading that squad there. Nothing, nothing out of the out of the ordinary. I think the Bills just outcoached and overpowered the Raiders at this point. Bills looking real good right now. Yeah, that AFC East is going to be theirs for the taking. I think. Yeah. So looking forward to see. I mean, they came really close last year. Went in the playoffs. Definitely thought they were going to win. They ended up losing. Um, to the Patriots. They have the right team to 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 try to go pretty far here this year. Yeah, they do. So looking forward to that next game. Uh, Eagles get a win over the 49ers, 25-20. It's because Mullins was in. No. It's because their quarterbacks are a mess. Their wide receivers are still a mess, and their defense is a mess. Um, and the reason I say that is because it wasn't just Mullins, because um, C.J. Beathard also came in, which is their third stringer, and ended up playing better than Nick Mullins. <laughs> Um, even with that, both together, horrible football game. Yeah. So these guys just not playing good football right now. Eagles come in. Carson Wentz comes in, throws for almost 200, a touchdown to pick. Not a great game, but he showed a lot of guts, and it showed a lot of leadership to this football team, which people were questioning over the first couple of weeks of the season here. Um, but the Eagles get a win, and it keeps them in the race of that crappy NFC East. <laughs> What's going on yeah. there with the terrible Cowboys, Washington football team, the Giants, and the Eagles here? Um, Eagles are, are technically still in the playoff mix after not playing good football. They're one and three. so Still in the playoff mix. Still in the hunt. Worst team there is the Giants with the 0-4. It's early. It's early. But uh, but good win for the Eagles. You know, beating, beating the Niners, even without all their studs. Uh, Kittle was back, had a great game. 
Um, Jimmy G still on the sidelines, of course, and I'm sure they'll start winning a little bit more. They're getting all their wide receivers back. Jimmy G comes back. That defense, unfortunately. Um, Who you got inside of the defensive end now? Lot, I don't know. A lot of big injuries. They're going to have to look at the bench and see what they got. Yeah, I got them. I don't, I don't think there's too many out there that, uh, that that's worth signing at this point, free agent-wise or, or anything else. Um, we'll see how they do, though. Yeah. Let's go to Monday night. Let's start it with the early game. Kansas City Chiefs beat the New England Patriots 26-10. to 10. Patriots without Cam Newton. Hoyer nor Stidham could do anything. They were both really terrible. Uh, Brian Hoyer has been around a long time, and he was making rookie mistakes. I mean, rookie mistakes. Very bad decisions. Not even Joe Burrow makes them mistakes. Belichick pulled him, put Stidham in. Stidham threw for 60 yards, one touchdown, two picks in the short time that he was in there. Um, but on, came in like the second half. Hoyer yeah, but in the, the first half. Well, when Hoyer even started the third quarter, it was after that is when Belichick said to put him in. But even Patrick Mahomes, not a super good football game. Wait, who? Um, huh? Who? Patrick Mahomes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd rather just don't talk about the Patriots. No, 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 no. Patrick Mahomes did not even have a good game. He threw for 236, two touchdowns, no interceptions, but he looked out of sync. He was not hitting the typical balls he was hitting, wide receivers, tight ends, anybody. Um, the, the Patriots' defense was giving him fits at times, which is good news for New England. And this game was yeah. pretty close most of the way through, and then all of a sudden it just kind of flipped. It's and Iron that, and that pick was six that. that Edelman should have caught. Yeah, Edelman with a horrible drop. Matthew, thankfully paying attention, takes it in. Yeah, Edelman that kind of that one hand with that stuff. He that kind of sparked the Chiefs just just taking this football game. Um, 10-26. Chiefs undefeated. Patriots doing too. Yeah, um, Clyde of course had another good game. Sixteen carries, sixty-four yards. New England had a ton of different runners. Um, leading that was Damian Harris, had 17 carries for 100 yards. Nobody had a touchdown in that. This so. was our, like, best game of the week or whatever it was. I thought, well, that was before we knew that, you know, Cam wasn't going to be there. Yeah. Because that didn't happen until Saturday morning. So a lot of big changes when, I mean, you think about it, you lose your starting quarterback, which has been playing great football. Then yeah. all of a sudden – you're you're waiting on the week throughout the weekend when you try to do test after test after test for the, for COVID, and all of a sudden your game gets put on the calendar for Monday night. The Patriots didn't even fly to Kansas City until midday Monday, yeah. so they had to fly from New England to Kansas City, get off the plane, get to the stadium, play football. You know what I would have done? I would have left Sunday, so then on Monday I get some early training in. But they couldn't. They had to keep doing tests. And they had to get their final test on Monday to make sure that no one had it. The Patriots even sent two planes to Kansas City. They sent uh, one plane with 20 players, I think it was, that were actually close to Cam Newton at some point in time to where maybe they'd have it. And they sent all the other players on another plane for the people that were not near Cam Newton just in case. Uh like, it was, it was a complete cluster. So I can fully understand why the Patriots did not look like the Patriots this year. Um, 
but yeah, I definitely thought this was going to be a game of the week. And it wasn't a terrible football game. It was just really slow because when you have somebody like, you know, a Brian Hoyer or Stidham come in and you're, and you're expecting, you know, what Cam Newton's been so far this year, it's definitely not going to live up to the hype. And the Chiefs didn't look like they had that firepower there, whether it was the defense from the Patriots that were stumping them or doing whatever they were doing. Um, that's one thing. But the Chiefs didn't look like they were Chiefs. all together either. They were... It's almost like ah, oh, this was kind of like a bye week. We have we they don't have Cam Newton. Let's just take it easy, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, a lot of mis- a lot of mental mistakes. Um, and then we'll finish it off with the essentially what was the late game, which is the Green Bay Packers and the Atlanta Falcons. The Packers beating the Falcons thirty to sixteen, um, easily. I'll just say it was uh, it was a hard game to watch as as an Atlanta Falcons fan. We had another seizing ending injury to another safety to Monte KZ. We seriously have zero safeties now. Um, towards Achilles and uh, out for the rest of the year. Dude's a four-year player. Um, played amazing football the last two seasons. Was hoping to see what he was doing here, potentially in a contract year. He's going to be out the rest of the year. And then when you have somebody like Aaron Rodgers and you're down your number one corner, you're down three safeties, um, I mean, it's so easy to pick that defense apart right now. Everybody on the field outside of Grady Jarrett and Deion Jones just looks lost. There's no communication. There's nothing there. Um, you know, was was looking honestly to see some coaching coaching changes today. And somehow the Falcons still don't fire Quinn. No, um, I'm not sure if it's going to be just because it's a short week and we got to play Sunday again against the Panthers to see if they do something, but. I, I don't see anybody on this coaching staff lasting the entire season. If they do, it'll be the day after the last game. The entire coaching staff should be fired. Um, I think there's going to be a big shakeup in the Falcons' locker room as well. So I yeah. think us fan, fans need to prepare for who may or may not be here next year. Yep. Um, and, that, and that really sucks to say because I don't even want to imagine who it could be. Um, but the Packers came out looking like the Packers. I mean, they were they looked like they were having fun playing football, and of course, because they were handedly winning. Um, Rodgers had a great game without Devontae Adams and Lazard using his running backs like additional wide receivers, and those running backs played absolutely amazing I wanna, football. I want to watch that game again, see how many screen passes the Packers did. They did like 15 of them. Screen passes and swing passes to... Uh, or wheel routes by running backs, it it, it took over that football game. And there was no answer for it because, like I said, the defense was just completely lost. Um, And Julio Jones ended up leaving again at halftime, not coming back because he massively re-aggravated that injury. So it's unlikely he'll play this week coming week against the Panthers. Yeah, he was less doubtful against the Panthers. Zacchaeus had a great game, caught eight balls on nine targets, 86 yards, um, Christian Blake, or whatever his name was, or as I like to call him, Mr. Face Mask. Calvin Ridley had zero catches. And he got targeted four, four times. Five times? Four times. Zero catches. Absolutely horrendous game. Two balls, including a touchdown pass, right in his hands. Yeah. The, it, it just, the, the team, now I the, think, like, has completely lost all ambition. Something is going on in that locker room that is not being said, and I'm not sure what it is. But something is happening, and his coaching staff needs to immediately get tossed, and we need to figure it out. I'm not allowed. I'd like to touch on the pass to Calvin. That one was just kind of like great defense. 
It was really good defense. By Aries or whatever his name was. It was really good Aries. defense. He did get and his hand in there and smack it down, but you got to find a way to pull that. Even the first drive, that pass, it was third down. Matt tossed it up in his hands, out of his hands. Nothing. Yeah. Like, there's no reason why he should not have had that. Um, we can never get the running game going, so that's a whole different story. Um, when you look Try at... Had a great game, though. Yeah. yeah. He had a good game. I mean, when you look at the Packers side, I mean, you had tight end Robert Tanyan absolutely went off. 98 yards, three touchdowns. Um, Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones combined for 135 receiving yards and a touchdown. That's running there backs. There were also no fumbles or no interceptions in that game. It was pretty crazy. There were like two times that the Falcons were like very close interceptions. Yeah. Zacchaeus actually had Zac- that great Zacchaeus catch. saved one. Yeah. Um, Matt Ryan, I mean, he didn't have a great game. Um, 28 for 39. I mean, 71.8 completion percentage. That's really good. There Threw for one, 285. No touchdowns, though, and no interceptions. There was one catch that Calvin should have got, but he slipped. So that was kind of just like... That was it. It was it was a rough game, rough game to watch, and honestly, it's almost laughable at this point in time. Um, you know, as a fan, I've been a lifelong Falcons fan. It's it's hard to watch, and I've been through this before. So, guiding guiding you through this has been more challenging uh, as a Falcons fan as well. But uh, before we before we finish off this week, because that wraps up honestly the review of Week Four. Um, Falcons, you know, head into the Panthers uh, 0-4. And if they honestly want to do anything, which, to be honest with you, I hope they don't at this point um, because it's going to be just like last year where you have this really strong second half of the year and it saves Dan Quinn's job. No matter what they end up with right now, unless it's a Super Bowl ring, which is impossible at this point, he's gone. Yeah. Either way, the Packers are 4-0, undefeated, yep. going into a bye week for week five. So they get a week yeah. off. So that means Lazard, Adams, all those guys will probably be healthy. Uh, but to finish off, I'm going to give a quick shout-out to our guys over at the Falcoholic. Uh, good combination of Falcons and Alcoholic for us Falcons fans because Falcoholic. you have to drink when you watch these people play football anymore. Um, this, I, was, I, just, I was dying last night. Yeah, I like, was sitting here watching the game. I've lost hope, honestly, at this point, and I needed something. And, and then, then a, a tweet comes out. <laughs> a tweet by the fellow hall like that. He just absolutely died laughing. I couldn't stop. You really couldn't. And it was, you know, I've, even this morning I woke up and read it again because I thought it was hilarious. So there was a play that happened, right? There was yeah. a play that happened, and, and Brady says to me, he's like, man, he could just snap this. Matt Ryan should just run for it. And I immediately laugh because, like, Matt Ryan doesn't run a football. I and mean, he, ran. He, he is so slow. Um, like, but all of, all of a sudden, the ball gets snapped. Matt Ryan goes back gap. like he's going to pass a huge hole in the defense. Takes he takes off, off like, for, like, boom. eight yards. T- or uh, I wish it was touchdown. First down. But I said if he just cut right. Like, there was a guy that was a block. He could have just ran in for I a know. touchdown. I know. I didn't want to see him get demolished, though, by the other guys. But anyway, like two minutes after this, so our boys at the Falcoholic put this tweet out. I mean, he's trying to read it. <laughs> I just died. It just says, he's doing it, now. it just says, Matt Ryan scrambling, right? So Matt Ryan just running outside the pocket, trying to run first, first down. Matt Ryan scrambling like a turtle. 
being startled by a misfiring lawnmower. <laughs> I, I, I absolutely lost it. Uh, that was for that was like fifteen minutes, man. Yeah, where you laughed for like fifteen minutes. I just any time, and I just kept it on my phone like through the rest of the game, and I just kept you reading. You saved it, it for I'm like favorite like, tweets. You took a picture of it. I did. I'm like, it was just so falcoholic. Kudos to you, guy. I don't know who's running your uh, social media there. Who's coming up with this stuff? But whoever I, you did, you're a genius. Yeah, I, you guys have stuff every game. Uh, kudos to you. Love you guys. W- love what you guys do. Uh, you know, keeping my sanity throughout these horrible games has, you know, re- reading your tweets and comments and stats and just everything else has been awesome. So keep it up. Um, yeah, Matt Ryan's scrambling like a turtle being startled by a misfiring lawnmower. That's, they did laugh for like 15 minutes. Yeah, that's just, that's good good fun right there. Yeah. So, but anyway, that is our wrap-up or our review week of week three. four. We'll be back oh, in two days on Thursday to talk week five in the NFL season. Um, so before we fully close, again, my teenager, I just want to say happy birthday. Thank you. I love you. And uh, thank you all for listening. New listeners out there, appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed it. Come back Thursday when we put out the week five preview. Um, share this with family, friends. As and, always, uh, stay safe. Stay healthy. Yes. And from us here at the All Up With Podcast, we will see you in two days. Have a great day. Peace. Peace out. Yeah, yeah.